You're listening to the Morning Metro, recorded June 25th, 2021. Hi, welcome to a long-awaited episode of the Morning Metro that um, I haven't done in ages. And I guess it kind of needs a bit of a get together. (laughs) I guess it needs a bit of a reboot. Oh, yeah. A lot of it's just been scheduling issues (laughs) mainly is what it's really come down to. Um, I know that and I meant to post this and I guess I still can. Um, I did a interview stream with uh, Chaitanya Kochar, who is a software developer at Riot. And I meant to post that and I haven't I haven't I haven't gotten around to doing that. I still want to um, because he said I could. But um, Microsoft announced something rather major, and I felt like it was definitely worth talking about because we haven't talked about tech in ages. So as you guys may or may not have known, um, Microsoft uh, talked about Windows 11 this past week. They did a live stream on the website that apparently failed. Uh, had to broadcast it on, I think you said Twitter and Facebook, right? That's and um, and uh, yeah, we're just gonna be talking about some of the things that they talked about in their um, in their press presentation. Uh, some of the things that I I just am now catching up on things. I've been busy myself, and I just now caught up on a few things. But Cappy's gonna bring us all up to speed, and then we'll go ahead and talk about it from there. And yeah, so Cappy, with that, please um, bring us up to speed. What's what's new with Windows 11? What can we expect? Um, go, take it away, my dude. So Windows 11 is pretty much uh, the next version of uh, Microsoft's Windows operating system. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the nice things that I took, uh, some of the things that I took away because I watched the live the live uh, broadcast over on Facebook or Twitter. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Windows website doesn't hardly work <laughs> half the time anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it seems like this version of Windows 11 is focused on multitasking yeah. or productivity and gaming. Yes. Um, so a few things that they started off with the press conference was that the user interface is going to be changed. Again. Um it's yes it is going to be changed drastically to those who are used to the start menu uh being on the left hand side it is now going to be centered and mm. it has a feeling of sim of ui or user interface uh similar to uh the mac os yes um, i did notice that actually yeah that was very interesting I- at first, I th- at first I'm thinking that this is going to be a problem for people who are used to the default Windows uh, layout. Mm-hmm. But one of the key features that Microsoft has said that's going to be in Windows 11 is that you can move from you can move the Start menu from the center or to the left where it, where it's traditionally at, and you can also have the Start start button or the start menu button whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. uh in that in that same corner as well so those who are used to that there will be some configurations that you might need to do out of the box and stuff like that mm-hmm. the other nice thing is that those who are already subscribed to or have installed windows 10 this will come as an update rather than a fresh installation oh so okay any 
anything that you have on your computer won't be affected or anything like that. It's using the same architecture as Windows 10. It's just pretty much going to be a reskin with uh, additional features and so on and so forth. Let me quick jump in here real fast. So I'm looking at my Windows update right now, and it says feature update to Windows 10 version 21H H1. Is that what Windows 11 is, or is it, or is it going to be called? Well, definitely say like Windows 11 update it, that you can download and install. More than likely, it is going to say Windows 11 update or Windows 11. Um, it's really not clear on how it's going to be updated or anything to that nature. This is all just speculation. More is going to be revealed in the upcoming months. Uh, probably around, I want to say, October, September, October timeframe, because it is going to be released in the uh, quarter four of 2021, so near the holiday season. Yeah, as JT just put in chat here, Windows 11 is slated to be released holiday 2021. Yeah. Um, I so let's so we've kind of we've let's kind of like break this up a little bit. So we you we talk about UI a little bit. So I want to discuss that somewhat. Um. And so I want to try to take some of this information sort of in parts, kind of discuss a little bit, expand it out, and then come back to more of the release known information. Um, so UI changes. Uh, I actually, this is kind of interesting. So for those of you who don't know, and I'm, I've talked about my stream before, um, I'm part of a website called User Testing, and it lets you test apps, websites, stuff like that, and you get paid to do it. It's actually really decent money. Um, and... I, I mean, I guess since I've, I guess it's not really a big deal because they've basically showed us what it is. I was actually part of a user survey that showed a Windows, a different Windows UI. So I technically saw this like months ago, like at least four or five months ago that about the, the reskin, the start menu, how you adjust Windows and stuff like that. I kind of knew about that like forever ago. And so it's kind of fun to see this and be like, wow, like my input is actually like going to be a part of this update. Um, I from now at the start. Yes. Having the start menu icons in the center. I'm looking at some screenshots here, actually, uh, for anybody who wants to like sort of follow on. This is sort of what I posted, um, sort of found a little bit. You can check it out there in the chat. Talks a little bit about some of the parts of uh, Windows 11 update. Um, from a UI perspective, I think this is cool because rearranging Windows in Windows 10, while is not terrible, um, could use some definite improvements. I think there's some cases where, like, I actually have a bug right now where if I go to like slap the wind, snap the window to the side, it like I have to do it twice before it registers that oh he's trying to snap Windows to the side and then it resizes things. Resizing Windows in Windows <laughs> is not easy. Um, so UI, uh, you know, facelifts and stuff like that are always sort of nice. Um, Cabby, what do you think about some of the, at least the, the visuals of, of Windows, just looking at it on the surface here? So I'm not a fan of it, just looking at it. I, I would have to experience it for myself before I can say, hey, this is a good idea, or, you know, this is gonna, this is just garbage. This yeah. is 100% hot garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, from what I can tell, I think this is going to be uh, very nice for people who are computer illiterate, mm. uh, so to speak. 
um, because the one nice thing about the Mac OS is that it was it's really nice for senior citizens or people who mm. are not familiar with like programs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. it, it's going to be very useful for them because mm -hmm. you know they're they're so they're not used to it and their generation didn't grow up mm -hmm. with Windows 10 yeah. or like Windows in general and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. If anything more than likely most of them just heard about a computer and <laughs> took up a whole entire room. Yeah. So so I think it's very useful for those kind of people but people who are like power users like or IT managers um, who work on Windows 10 a lot, that's going to be a major issue because you would have to dig through so many menus just to figure out where you want to go and stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas with Windows 10, I can just click in the lower left-hand corner and be like, okay, I know where this is at. Uh, bam. Yeah. I, I think something I'm going to end up missing, and I didn't see it, is the classic windows 7 menu because windows see the 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 what's really annoying about windows 10 right now i'm very interested to see what the settings menu is going to be like in windows 11 is that depending on what you're trying to do it's like you either have to go to the legacy control panel or you have to go to the settings menu and that's really annoying because it's it's just a very like where am i supposed to go it's like it's like having two different menu panels and stuff so what i'm hoping is that the settings menu is finally just now i am gonna miss i felt like the old legacy control panel was way more straightforward than windows settings i'm sure you could probably test this cappy where you have to like jump yes, through i i do agree with that i do like the fact that they're you know the control panel is so much more nicer of an interface mm -hmm. whereas the settings menu is like okay uh where do i go to change network stuff <laughs> yeah yeah um, network especially um especially if you're talking about a a wi-fi adapter that gets to be a yeah. nightmare yeah that's the worst um so uh so there's so ui is going to be interesting i'm definitely looking forward to that i guess trying it out and stuff i really wish uh i wish i could try this in a vm first before i like actually commit yeah. to this you know um so some of the other things so kind of backtracking just a little bit so ui um so some of the other stuff that you have covered before we go any forward so i'm trying to remember all the things we covered here so far so you have to refresh my memory so so it wasn't just UI, there was what else we had just talked about here we, that we could discuss a little bit more. So one nice thing that Windows has in, is implementing in this, in this update or this operating system is that if you use a dock or like disconnect from an external display, yes, uh, Windows will automatically remember how you had that set up. Yes, which that is, is which is a really nice feature because yes. with my work and what I do for a living, I'm always up and going from my desk to like a workbench mm -hmm. or Absolutely. something similar to that. And that is one feature that they should have had in Windows 10 from the get-go. Yes. I understand that it took some time to develop and stuff like that, but mm -hmm. Uh, that's one feature I'm really looking forward to. As am I, um, yes. Um, because, you know, as of right now, 
my dad has a laptop for work. So I have a little bit of a, of a story, by the way, kind of a cool story. My dad bought this, and I didn't know you could do this. Apparently, USB 3 can carry display output. There's this uh, company called uh, J5 Create, and they make like this external graphics card over USB 3 that plugs into two HDMI ports. Um, but I can see for someone like him where like if he uses displays at work and then if he uses like a you know if he unplugs it and it instead of it auto rearranging it would just go right back to um the way it was actually i saw a bigger issue when i went from my 980 ti to my 3060 and all and like most of my desktop i think it felt like my monitors almost had to like kind of reshift them and so I'm wondering, you know, how's that going to affect, like, if you upgrade a part or if you're on a laptop or whatever, you know. Now, most of, I think most of the time, at least in my experience, I haven't had too much of an issue with Windows remembering where uh, a screen was. So unless there's just those weird edge cases where people have had that issue, um, I haven't had that issue. But I think that's really nice that that's like in there and definitely going to be in there and you know it will remember where something was from your last session that you had um so that will be really great for all kinds of people i'm sure um productivity has been improved uh virtual desktops you can mm. now change wallpapers individually. i actually never use virtual desktops gonna be honest no, I, <laughs> I i use it all the time i I, I have I enough trouble with time. window management on just three screens. Never mind <laughs> virtual desktops, my dude. <laughs> um, so whenever a program would lock up on me or anything like that, I would always throw uh, the task the task manager on a virtual on a virtual desktop and just switch mm. over that quickly and just end the program right there. That's a, that's not a bad idea, actually. That's pretty cool. I'll remember that one. Um, uh, there's also been improvements to the snap feature, uh, before I forget to mention. Yes, um, go ahead. You can now, uh, if you click on minim or, uh, maximize or minimize, I forget which one it is, um, you can actually, there's actually quadrants you can click on in that pop-out menu. Yes. And that, it'll yeah. automatically snap to whichever corner you, you uh, appear on. Yes. Or whichever one you click on, and they'll automatically snap to there. Mm -hmm. um, Very cool feature. Yeah, that's going to uh, be really... Other, that's uh, going to be really... Other features and uh, stuff like that. <laughs> go, kinda... go, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll talk. Go ahead. It, your, your turn. I'll wait. I'll wait. It's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're good. You're good. I, what what I get into a subject that I really like, I usually tend to steamroll. You're fine. My, it's stuff. all good. It's a talk show. We're chilling. It's all good. It's fine. <laughs> Um, so some features that are some, some software that's actually, uh, being implemented now is, uh, the Xbox game pass is going to be fully integrated in windows. That's 11. cool. That's going to um, be very cool. So pretty much, I think the whole entire Xbox is going to be implemented in windows 10. I'm, so basically windows 11. So basically, your computer isn't just a computer, it's also an Xbox then, I'd say, right? Is that correct to assume? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty nice. much. Okay. Um, 
It will never auto it, HDR. We won't have oh, uh, co oh. we won't have console versus PC discussion anymore, right? We're just like, well, I I am an Xbox, and so are you. Sorry, <laughs> go on then. Okay. Um, auto HDR is going to be automatically enabled for most graphics cards. Mm -hmm. um, AMD DirectX. Fidelity FX is going to be in there too. That's that's. Oh. It. Yes, I forgot about that. I yes. Mean, dude, thank you for reminding me that. You're welcome. I yes, I was just watching Epovox's video about this. Now, the auto HDR, um, Epovox did mention in his video that for, like, I'll see probably the HDR stuff, but when you're streaming, because of how streaming and encoders work, um, your stream may not see the HDR because it'll just be an SDR stream rather than, like, an HDR quality so like you know i'll see like this amazing i assume i'll see this amazing quality and then but the stream won't see that because just the way the encoders work right now um you know because we're using uh i think it's the av avc uh encoder at least on twitch anyway until like maybe like av1 or something changes uh your your twitch stream or whatever stream you're doing may not actually see that but it is cool that it is in there yeah definitely um Oh, what else is going to be implemented? Uh, Teams. Teams is going to be fully integrated now. That's actually a borrowed um, tech from Skype, from what I understand. Some of it. No, it's actually a brand new system. Skype is actually... So, while we're on the subject of software... Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, the following apps are going to be removed from Windows 11. Uh-oh. Uh, OneNote for Windows 10, obviously. Uh, 3D Viewer, Paint 3D, and Skype are going to automatically be removed from Windows 11. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, honestly, who really uses Skype I anymore? Never, uh, well, well, I mean, we're on Discord, obviously, but I, yeah. I never, from day one, I never used the 3D Paint or anything like that because, let's be real, you have Blender. Like, if you want to do anything in 3D, just use Blender, Unreal Engine, the list goes on. I don't know yeah, what they're for. I don't know how they work. I maybe opened it for like five minutes and then closed it because I was like, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. so continue. Um, uh, should we go to updates now? Or yeah, I guess we can talk about updates. Sure, that'd be that'd be. We can go and talk about that. Yeah. Um, updates are now in a new cadence uh, cycle instead of. Uh, by yearly, so like uh, every six months, it is mm -hmm. now yearly. Um, okay. That that's just for feature updates, but security patches, so on and so forth, are gonna be updated as needed. Um, if you work in a EDU, oh yes, uh, Internet Explorer will also be totally gone for Windows 11. Yay! I completely forgot about that. Thank Let's you. Let's applaud uh, this really quick. Now, okay, now really, really quick though, really quick though, the only thing I'm going to say about Internet Explorer is that there are some, okay, this is going to sound crazy. So because of my dad's particular work environment, they still need Internet Explorer for legacy things. There are still some websites that unfortunately didn't make the, the transitional update to newer, uh, I guess I could say coding standards, I suppose. So certain government sites and also just certain sites in general um you got to switch now like you have no choice if you want to keep actually, up actually actually no so in okay. microsoft edge they're actually gonna 
introduce a compatibility oh, mode. Oh, of course for they would. Internet Explorer 11. Of course they would. Okay. All right. So the Internet Explorer application will be gone, but there'll be compatibility yes. mode inside Edge. Okay. That makes sense. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, uh, Educational and enterprise lifecycle is now going to be 36 months instead of 30. Um, so what is that? Much, yeah, what does that mean exactly? So pretty much right now in Windows Windows 10, each uh, version of Windows 10, like um, 1809, 1903, 1503, so on and so forth, mm -hmm. all have a lifecycle from their release date to extended 30 months. Okay. Um, the reason why that is is so that way um, educational and enterprise administrators mm -hmm. can thoroughly test to see if it's capable on their network. Okay. Um, so right now the, the, the cycle is basically two and a half years okay. for each version of Windows 10. Um, this will actually bump it up to three, three years on the nose okay. for Windows 11 mm. uh, to really support the educational and enterprise systems. Okay, that's good. Uh, traditionally, in like a home environment, it's usually 24 months for each version of Windows 10. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but pretty much Windows 11 starting on the release date for educational and enterprise users is going to be 36 months for the first version and then 36 months for the second, 36 months for the third, 36 months for the fourth, so on yeah. and so forth. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Uh, which is which is really nice because we don't I, I work in the educational system and it's extremely hard for us to keep pace with the current cycles of Windows 10. Yeah. And we just don't have enough time to really test. And by the next time one comes out, we mm -hmm. already have to update. Yeah. Um, this, this gives IT administrators and technicians a lot of breathing room. Yes. I can imagine that being um, very useful. <clears throat> because we we have to do thorough testing on all of our software to make sure that everything works on mm. our network. Any software that is required by law in states or in the educational oh, system, wow. we have to make sure that everything works. Mm. And if it doesn't, then we had to roll back almost 1200 different systems. Oh, wow. At least in my school district that I work in. Very interesting. Um, now, I do like the fact that they, they gave us three years instead of two and a half years mm -hmm. to, to really work on, you know, making sure everything's up to date and making sure that everything works on our network. Yeah. Okay. Um, What's going to be really interesting, though, is the hardware requirements. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> um, I, I watched that part from Epovox. I think I know what you're heading toward. Is it the TPM module that we're discussing? 
Yes. Yes. That is going to okay. be... Really quick, let's discuss what is a TPM, because even I'm not really that familiar with it. Can you elaborate what that okay. is? I've heard of yes, it. I, can, I, I know it's in there. I don't know what it does exactly. Is this something we have to buy? Is it integrated? How does it work? Give us a lowdown here, please. Okay, so let me focus on telling you how it works. Okay, go ahead. Go um, right ahead. So Trusted Platform Module is basically a module that handshakes with your installation of Windows 10 okay. or your installation of Windows. Okay. Um, what it does, it allows uh, BitLocker if you have Pro Editions or Enterprise or Educational Editions. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, it's an encryption key to prevent from illicit actors uh attacking your operating system oh um if you didn't if it's not coming directly from the computer it gets shut down immediately okay um now uh the trusted platform module 2.0 it really depends on your motherboard specifications and your laptop specifications Okay. Most laptops that were purchased within the last two, three years have TPM 2.0 enabled already. Okay. Now, most custom-built computers actually do not have TPM 2.0 modules installed. Oh. But you can buy expansion cards for it. Okay. There's actually slots on certain motherboards that you can buy TPM modules from like Asus, um, uh, EVGA, um, Lenovo, Dell, so on and so forth. And they're only like 30 bucks or 15 to 30 bucks, depending on where you get them from. Okay. Um, so that's one nice thing. The other issue that it, that's going to be is that uh, most people actually use uh, GPT partitions or not uh, MBR partitions rather than GPT partitions. Yes. Um, MBR stands for... Master Boot Record. Master Boot Record. Um, G, uh, general, GPT, I believe, stands GPT. for General Partition. General Partition Table, if I recall correctly. It's called a GUID Partition Table. Is what it stands okay, uh, for. I was I was somewhat close. Yeah, it's okay. Um, <laughs> most people are still using uh, MBR uh, rather than GUI partition table. Um, uh, I I don't think that's going to be a major requirement uh, right now. It's just looking like that's going to be a, a, right now the one of the installation requirements. Okay. Um, so the full list of installation requirements are as follows. Uh, CPU, 1 gigahertz or faster. RAM, 4 gigabytes. Uh, UF, UFEI BIOS with secure boot with TP, TPM 2.0. Um, internet connectivity and uh, Microsoft account, no offline installation. I don't know if that's going to change in the future because with the leaks that have been revealed, you can install offline yes um, the, now the so, current yeah because the, the current way to install windows in offline is really just disconnecting the ethernet jack in fact when i went to um 
custom built the white Yeti in its 2.0 configuration, uh, I left the network card completely unconnected like the entire time I was setting it all up. So because I know it sounds really dumb, but I like offline accounts. And I'll tell you, there's two reasons for this. One, if I forget what my Microsoft password is or if 2FA or something fails, I'm locked out of my computer. Two, uh, when I used to do computer repair, one of the biggest issues that we ran into as ITs was that we had to, we couldn't crack the user's login without having their Microsoft password. Whereas if it was an offline local account, there was a particular utility that allowed us to break the, the password to get into their PC to do the troubleshooting we needed to. So I hope that, that there is a way to do a local login so that from an IT perspective, and Cappy, I'm sure you completely understand this, you can troubleshoot and fix a user's computer very easily. Yes. So um, I I don't know how that's going to handle. Um, uh, I don't know how they're going to handle no offline installations. I'm sure they're going to release something later down the line, like, hey, we're just going to allow offline installation. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of hard to say if it's going to be fresh installation of Windows 11 or is it a pre-existing installation of Windows 10 because this is going to be available in an update. It's just mm -hmm. not much yeah. is known right now. Pretty yeah. much all of this is just future speculation at this point until Microsoft releases something in the future. Mm -hmm. And then uh, uh, for the last requirement is... Uh, GP uh, graphics card that is DirectX 12 compatible. Most graphics cards nowadays are DirectX 12 compatible. So yeah. it, it's, it's kind of just like, hey, you know, if you have an older style graphics card, I don't know, like a GT 720 from uh, NVIDIA or <clears throat> a Radeon, older style Radeon graphics card like the 5600, mm -hmm. uh, you might run into issues there. But in yeah. all honesty, if you have any of those graphics cards, you should have update. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so a couple of things run through my mind um, with a few. And I'm actually I do have the specs up on my uh, computer or up on my screen here. Um, the TPM module, I'm going to return back to really quick. I actually don't know if like because I have we have two laptops in the house, actually technically three because my dad has one for work. Um, I don't know if they're going to have TPM-compatible uh, chips in them, because my laptop, um, like, I don't... It's not that it's old, but I haven't actually dived into it. Um, and my mom's laptop, I don't know if it's going to have it in there or not. So it's like, if you don't have it, what? You just can't straight-up upgrade Windows 11 either, like, is that like, is that basically we're going to be, you know, you just can't upgrade because you don't have this TPM chip? Or is, do you think that they might ease up on that for some legacy systems? Because Windows is usually pretty friendly for legacy devices, right? Uh, give me one moment. Sure. Um, Sorry. Apparently you need TPM 1.2 and that can be updated in the BIOS on basically any system that isn't super old. Does that sound right? That's correct. It is um, uh, usually firmware. So... Okay. Yeah, go ahead. I was yeah. reading the chat so, discussion. Um, that still 
Sylphie? Slythe. 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 Sorry. <laughs> Just call him Slythe for Sorry, short. But, yeah. <clears throat> uh, Slythe asked in uh, the Twitch chat, apparently you only need TPM uh, 1.2, and that can be updated in the BIOS on basically any system that is in super old. Uh, does this sound correct? Um, that is correct. Um, you can actually update because usually TPM, Trusted Platform Module, is just a hardware chip. Um, like I said earlier, uh, you can actually buy TPM chips from uh, manufacturers such as ASUS, EVGA, uh, Dell, Acer, so on and so forth. There's one caveat to that. Um, my dad has a asus z87-a that is a very old like it's based by today's standards it's very old it's like intel f um fourth gen it's a uh, 4790 the last bios update was from 2014 so i don't know if because they're not making any bios updates obviously for that motherboard because it's it's legacy um actually i don't even know if i've got I may actually have to, I think it does have TPM compatibility, but I don't have the chip for it. So I'd have to basically essentially buy two TPM chips. Uh, putting more money into mm, tech. I, um, but I imagine though that it should still be okay anyway, right? Like even if it is that super old. Um, it really depends. Um, I would check your manufacturer's website. Um, one other way you can check to see if a computer does have TPM is using a PowerShell. If you right-click on win on your Windows Start icon, uh, you'll want to click on uh, PowerShell Admin and then type in get-tpm and then press Enter and it'll tell you if your computer is TPM uh 2.0 ready or not okay i'll have to try that one on a couple of systems you have to send me that command later so i can actually remember it and yeah, try it I'll, I'll, i'd appreciate I'll send that to you in, uh, discord pm i would appreciate that um, thanks but pretty much like like i said it's only on average like uh 15 to 30 bucks depending on where you get it from so i mean it, it's not a, a hard thing to install especially on like our computers because there's actually a slot on most uh, modern motherboards, motherboards that yeah. have t a TPM slot okay. which I didn't realize that you know <laughs> that's what that space was for yeah <laughs> um secure boot um, UEFI most motherboards use that um I yeah. secure boot is a little Oh my gosh, I've, I could tell stories about Secure Boot being a pain in the butt. It's uh, interesting. Um, no, I, I completely understand. Like our oh our um, crap Dell 3390 Latitude 2 and 1s that we have at work uh -huh. don't act nice with uh, Secure Boot. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. it's. I mean, it's great. Like, I understand the point of it, but like, I've had, like, it makes getting to the BIOS so much harder sometimes. Um, yeah. But uh, so yeah, um, so just was just wanted to discuss a little bit about it because I was just thinking about like I I know that there are some legacy systems in in my household anyway. Actually, what I'm also wondering then, okay, if there's Windows 11, 
then that means there's going to be a Windows 11 server as well, right? Because usually there's because like there's Windows 10 or there's Windows Server 2016, which is Windows 10 with a server backbone. So I imagine then that means there'll be new server editions released with this too, right? It's kind of hard to say right now. Um, Windows hasn't really said anything about the back end of like for servers so on and so forth mm-hmm. um i believe their most recent version of let me go look at this server server was 2018 if See, i recall server, correctly windows server 2022 that's kind of uh ahead isn't it Oh, announcing server 2022. Okay, which is basically Windows 11. So it's going to be... So Windows 11, a.k.a. in the enterprise, Windows Server 2022 is what it looks like. Just by... From what I've kind of, like, searching. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So apparently Windows Server 2022 was announced March 2nd of this year. And I didn't even see that. (laughs) um we're we're not gonna get into the nitty-gritty of that because yeah server is way too much to to cover that's a whole other animal unto itself so um okay so uh talk about some of the like is there anything else i guess to kind of discuss i know i feel like we're only just touching service i don't know what else was like i said i'm just now sort of getting caught up because i've had a busy week this week so what else with was announced with windows 11 or anything else we want to like discuss or kind of speculate or something the the only speculations that i have right now i think the installation requirements are going to change drastically really how come Um, because most people who are running on windows 10 already meet the requirements except for uh ufe uf uefi i know yeah i know it's so hard to say uefi there we go you you what UEFI I said. UEFI BIOS <laughs> with Secure Boot with TPM 2.0. Yeah. I think that's probably more than likely going to be removed because, you know, legacy. Not many people, not many people want to upgrade or, you know, pay a person 50 bucks to just install a chip on a motherboard. That seems so silly. And I, I just, I just have a feeling that part's going to be removed real quick after a lot of backlash from IT administrators and oh, yeah. so on and so forth. And like, not only I, that, I, like not only that, not just IT people, but also like your everyday grandma or your grandpa yeah, or something exactly. or your parents, like my parents. Like that's thirty bucks just for a stupid chip for what? Like, yeah, if the exactly. operating system is, if you're smart, okay, I will say it again. Common Sense and Windows Defender is literally all you mostly need. As long as you're smart about what you're doing and you don't yeah. go to a sketchy site, you don't need it. Actually, the other issue that I'm going to I'm gonna speculate here, if, theoretically, if you have to put a TPM chip in your motherboard, how does that affect games such as Valorant that uses a kernel driver for anti-cheat because if it, it sees it, it okay it won't affect it in any way because it is literally part of the firmware 
for Windows 10, Windows 11. Okay, that was just a speculate. Uh, I was just like, huh, yeah. like, huh, what if, like, it sees it as, like, a, oh, you inserted this thing. Does a TPM even show up as a, um, as a hardware device in Windows? Like, I've never actually looked at this. No. It, really? It's not viewed on the device manager or anything like that. Oh. It's just literally, like, a security chip, like, uh. Um, oh, Okay. I, I, I didn't. Hey, I was like just a YubiKey, like a okay. key like with two-factor authentication. Okay, it, it's just another way to really be okay. You, you execute this command. Okay, we're gonna let it run through. Okay, think of it as like a dam, so to speak, like with water and stuff like that. Okay, that that's 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 better. Um, yeah, I'm. Oh, the other thing that they talked about was threaded optimization in Windows 11. That I know was much about that. Like I didn't hear much about that. I caught 11. it from Linus's channel. Te uh, tech, what was it? The Tet linked, and some uh, other places. Yeah. They were talking about threaded optimization for for Windows 11, which, like, I don't know how that's actually gonna like look or feel. Um, let me see if there's any like threaded. Let's see if there's any information about this online that I can quick pull up or not. Um, yeah, there was some other, I, I feel like there's, there's so much of this. I wish that like we, I wish we knew more about it. I know a lot of this is just like early information and stuff, and I'm sure we'll come back around and revisit this. Um, we were talking about also, um, so windows update, um, and feature updates and stuff. Um, I guess like, I don't, nobody ever notices background updates like we already kind of get them and then they sort of reiterated one feature I, I forgot to mention sorry <laughs> yeah no I, I know we talked about i'm trying to remember everything we talked about there's so much there's so much content here i'm trying to like catch yeah. everything so let's talk a little bit about the the updates now versus what it's what it's going to be or speculate what it's going to be smaller smaller updates <laughs> there's, there's gonna, yeah there's gonna be it's gonna be more optimized how windows gets its updates um so instead of like the large updates that we get right now i want to say on average like a half a gig to one gig depending on the patch update mm -hmm. it's actually gonna be smaller than that which is a nice thing those for those who are on data caps mm -hmm. and uh limited broadband and so forth um but I, I it, it's hard to say it. I I really hope that Windows listens to its community like they haven't in the past and stuff like that, and they really focus on like the community aspect mm -hmm. and especially the developer update. And we also forgot to mention that Android apps are now natively yes. supported. Yes, let's go. But but you have but, to sign into your Amazon account. Yeah. Yeah, now it's through the Amazon Web Store, which I'm sure people are going to find a way around that. I have to ask a question. All right, so I've got my Android phone sitting here, which, by the way, it's actually done charging. Yay! Um, but I have oh, to I ask. Oh, I forgot a... to plug mine in. <laughs> <laughs> um, Go on, moment. I have to. Oh, he's got headset off. All right, so we're going to take a bit of a pause. <laughs> Amazon is a deal breaker. I could see that um I'll, I'll crap i have to actually wait for cappy to put his headset back on before i, oh, I can still hear you, Greg. you can still hear me all right cool my question 
that I have to ask is when you set up your Android phone, you use your Google account to sign in. So my question is, why didn't they just implement Google sign in versus Amazon sign in? Because I don't sign into Amazon on my phone. I sign in to Google for my like synchronization and phone apps and stuff. All right, I'll, I'll wait till I think he, I think he, I don't know if he's on a wireless headset or if he's muted or what, but. um. um so it's kind of hard to say if it's going to be. Oh, <laughs> you okay my over desk there? is so big. It's so hard for me to get to and from it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> All right, continue. Um, so it, it's kind of hard to say, but like I said, I'm. I'm pretty sure you're gonna to have to sign in uh, through your Amazon account, at least for the time being. And then I'm sure, I'm sure people will find a workaround to be like, oh yeah, you can just use the app Google Play Store or use BlueStacks. <laughs> I've used BlueStacks, and unless you have virtualization enabled, it is not a fun experience. I have yet to even try virtualization on my AMD platform because I was trying to originally before I got my S10e, um, I was gonna try to play Wild Rift on my um, uh, on my computer, but then I got my S10e and then I was like, oh, I can just install Wild Rift and it works great and stuff. But um, Android Android gaming on the computer. A lot easier for streamers um because as yeah. of right now i have to use samsung flow to screen cap and send to my computer over wi-fi if i could do like an easier implementation of um of android apps on my computer that makes um that makes that process a whole lot easier yeah no i i agree with that um, but I mean, with my cell phone, I can just plug it into a USB 3.0 port or USB type C port and it automatically shows on my screen. So I, I probably, I could probably do that. I'm just being a pleb about how that works. I don't know. I've never actually dove into Same it, but I, decks. oh, okay. I'll have to look into doing that at a later time, but yeah, um, so Android apps is going to be really fun um, to use because like sometimes I don't I don't always want to use my phone for like in, like I can go to Instagram on the web browser, but like Instagram on the web browser versus Instagram on the phone is, feels like a different experience. What I'm hoping for is if it's Android. So for content creators, again, if it's Android apps on your phone, does that mean posting to places like Instagram and TikTok will be easier? Because you could just like hit the little, um, there's a little plus icon in usually most places where you can like uh, upload content. So I wonder if it'll be easier for content creators to post to those platforms. So you could put like fully edited content and not have to go to like TikTok.com or Instagram.com where you can't even <laughs> upload yeah. photos at all. Um, maybe, hopefully, I don't know. It looks, I, there's some demo of like TikTok on desktop. And I forget what it looked like. I don't even know if the plus icon was a thing um, to to use, but yeah, I don't know. It just it's 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 cool. It should be interesting. Now, uh, do they, are they still gonna have like the the Ubuntu or Linux integration in Windows Eleven? 
Because I know yes. that's... So, because uh, Android is Linux-based, uh, it, it right. basically, yeah, it's going to be in there. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Okay, cool. Um, trying to think of Have we covered everything about this, or is there anything more to discuss, or... Or what? I think that's pretty much it. Like the really things that <clears throat> really matter to general consumers. I mean, other than that, it's just back end stuff for like um IT administrators and stuff like that. So Huh. Um, let's see. The new terminal window looks looks awesome as a coder, I mean. Um, definitely. Let's see. There's some other chat. Uh most people don't see it as just a chip, they will get pushed to buy new devices. Yes, I can see this being. Yeah, yeah, I, I could, I could see that too. Um, while I understand that people are like in an economic situation still because of the pandemic. Yes, that we had last oh, year. Oh, chip shortages for TPM chips. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> I just realized that could actually be a problem. <laughs> yeah, that I could actually real. Sorry, I have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, I'm done. I, I had to put that in there. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you suck. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that's um, the thing. Because, like, unfortunately, one of the things that happens with, like, any OS update is that um, people get put, product gets pushed. Um, and. What? In, in my personal, uh, in my personal opinion, real quick, I think that's a good thing, too. Um, How so? And also a bad thing because pretty much economic-wise, in order to really, you know, fulfill the economy, you have to purchase stuff. Yeah. So, but in a, in, I also understand on the other foot, you know, people are strapped for cash still because of the pandemic and stuff like that. So, yeah. I mean, it, I guess if, if a person can afford it, yes go ahead and buy a computer if not try to see if you can get one installed on your computer through a local mom and pop shop mm -hmm. or anything to that nature because usually a tpm chip is not that hard to install especially on a computer mm -hmm. or like a desktop like grids and eyes uh laptop yeah or desktop because we have i have a at the time a high-end uh motherboard so yeah um, I guess the other question to sort of ask is, was Windows 11 announced at a good time or a bad time? Because we all know where we're sort of sitting um, economically, health-wise, and everything globally. And people are just trying to get through what they may or may not have lost in the past year. Yeah. And so my question is... I was this an awkward time? Was this a good time? Was it just to give somebody something to look forward to? I, I, in my personal opinion, I don't think this was quite the smart time to do this. I feel like I would have saved. You know, it's it's one thing. It's one thing if it's like game announcements, right? Because we're all looking for something new to play yeah. and stream and all that, right? It's but it's not a good time to announce something that potentially is your money-making platform like let's be real my streaming to some degree is a form of money-making <laughs> platform degree. 
Okay, some degree. I mean, there, I have other side money things as I, you know, discuss with user testing and everything. But still, a great majority of people use their computers for money-making purposes. If you're a coder or, or you know, programmer, or whatever. Um, but uh, you know, there are some of us that like, you know, I mean, I, I guess my only question is, how long? of support well no actually i already know the answer to that question the support thing for windows 10 was up to 2025 but then if some because there's some people still went still running windows 7 right now so is microsoft going to be willing to support windows 10 beyond the 2025 expiration date like they have with windows 7 or is this going to be like a, nope you got to get this now or we're going to force this update on you um so traditionally Microsoft's end of end of life support or end of end of support means end of support but I mean it's tricky isn't it it's a hard question to answer yeah. I think but as for your statements on like is it a good time to yeah. release like you know a new operating system with new hardware requirements mm -hmm. you know me personally i look forward to any new operating system because it it's a change of pace for me and stuff like that yeah but i can understand like a person who may have lost their job during the pandemic or may have fallen on financial burdens over the pandemic mm -hmm. i could see that be a major issue for them yeah and especially for content creators and so on and so forth yeah but in my personal opinion i think microsoft is either one going to get rid of the ufe the ufe bios uh with secure boot along with tpm 2.0 in the near mm -hmm. future or as GT Redwolf says in chat, I can see them extending it to 2027. Yeah, I could see it happening either either that way or the other way, or they're just going to say no. We're just going to continue supporting Windows 10, like um, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, because eventually people are going to have to upgrade because you know eventually, you know we're going to get faster cpus bigger installation requirements so right on and so forth i mean and amd it, is is slated to i think release a few things here soon too um as yes. it is plus with a bunch of other you know whatever slated to there's a lot of things that are slated to be released you know within the next i'd say a couple months i mean it almost seems like every month or something new almost every week actually so yeah um uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off if you were in the middle of a thought. I was just kind of injecting some extra <laughs> thought process here. No, it's okay. One of my friends is uh, texting me. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but um, it should be interesting uh, to kind of see where this you know goes. Again, a lot of this is all very early information. We just got the, the keynote this past uh, Thursday, which I'll have to, I guess... I feel like I almost don't need to go watch the VOD now that I've seen, like, there's gonna be a lot of information, like, new information coming out, I'm sure, from respected tech tubers, Linus, Jay, Epos Vox just did a video about it this past week, or actually just today, it seemed like, I think he released it today, so, um, but yeah, um, 
unless there's anything else to talk about with this i think this is kind of like the anything else we missed or want to quick cover before i hit stop record and mm -hmm. That's Transition. all I can really think of. Um, okay. Cool. I mean, we we covered pretty much the nitty gritty. I mean, speculation, so on and so forth. Uh, being um, a skeptic, I don't get hyped about things until it comes out. Yes, me too. I actually am. I'm. I'm gonna like. Uh, I'm gonna probably speculate a little bit. Speculate a little bit too, or just wait till. Because I'm not. I. I try not to be an early adopter if I can help it. In fact, actually, I'm kind of glad. Oh, what she got? Sorry if you thought of something. <laughs> Windows Insider builds are starting next week. <laughs> ah, yes. So if you wanted to install Windows 11, install Windows 10 in a VM, and then upgrade to Windows 11 is an Insider build. You could do that too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's a way around it. Um, however, that's uh, <laughs> so funny what I was about to say, and then you inject that. Um, I uh, just talking about being an early adopter. I'm actually glad I got my 30 series card when I did rather than day one because day one they had an issue on the back of the PCBs or like they were, I think they were like missing a chip or something was overheating, whatever. And and, and like yeah. a bunch of AIBs and NVIDIA had to like address this issue and then they relaunch, they like launched some new stuff um, to you know work out the issues and everything. So similar to my 30 series card i'm gonna probably like try to hold out on windows 10 as long as possible just so that all the bugs and everything get like worked out and then once everything is kind of like ironed out and there's like hopefully less issues of people reporting stuff um then i might make then i might make the jump but um i'm not ready to leave windows 10 um and and also too i have to i have to say as a as you know as a music producer sound designer streamer downtime is not an option never an option that that goes for it that goes for server downtime is never an option and i don't want to be caught in downtime because an insider build or something or even if i bought on day one and like oh my gosh all the bugs you know so yeah i think i'm gonna definitely hold out for a couple months after release so um, uh, I'm probably just gonna install it right away because you know I gotta have the next and shiny brightest thing. Uh, GT Wolf says that he'll probably he says uh, and the worst uh, comes and the when worst comes to worst I'll jump to Linux. Hey, Linux always stable, never anything super major. You got Ubuntu, you have Manjaro, <laughs> you've got uh, Debian, you've got all kinds of OSs. Actually, I kind of sometimes I wish I had a. I may I may be very tempted to enable virtualization because it'd be kind of fun to run a Linux machine alongside my normal computer just for funsies. Like I'm kind of tempted to do that. Boot. Just dual yeah, boot. but I don't want to dual boot because I want to be inside my Windows lazy. environment. Lazy. Yeah, I am lazy. lazy. I don't want to do. Lazy. Well, well, okay, 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 okay. To be fair, to, let me explain really quick. To be fair. What I was about to say is that when you have virtual instruments installed on your C drive for like, you know, music creation stuff, disk space is very valuable. You like, don't and have a, you don't have a four terabyte hard drive like I do? I have a four terabyte hard drive, but it's for it's for video editing and for uh, my video games. And it's all and I have I have enough trouble managing that. <laughs> eh. <laughs> all right. So, but all right. All right. Well, anyway, 
that's pretty much it. Yeah, so um, for those of you who are listening via audio, thank you for listening as well. Um, we'll try to make the Morning Metro a more regular thing because I know we really haven't released any um, episodes in quite some time due to scheduling. But if Cappy's schedule starts to free up a bit more on like a Friday or Saturday, we will try to get back into um, get back into doing this. Um, so... I think that's it. So thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Morning Metro. For those either on Google Play uh, Music and iTunes and all that, we miss you. We love you, and we're looking forward to another episode. Um, so I'm gonna head and uh, cut this off. So bye, everybody on that's listening, and we'll see you soon. <laughs>